Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play full time fantasy. Full time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis, solo for the final hour here until 4 p.m. Eastern. As we do each and every weekday, gearing you up, getting you set to dominate the fantasy football season. And, of course, we're still here for fantasy baseball as well. If you're in the stretch run, been still been getting questions on the message boards and forums at FullTimeFantasy.com on baseball. So I'll answer them. So we are here to guide you in baseball as well. I uh, still have some articles. I do the stock watch. Sean Childs does the waiver wire report and the bullpen and depth chart updates. And again, there should be quite a bit of movement in the bullpens over the next couple weeks with the trade deadline around the corner. So uh, people asking about trading for closers. I think it's probably best to kind of wait. I know some trade deadlines are coming up as well in fantasy leagues. I think my home league is July 31st, but uh, probably wait, see what the openings are. Maybe you have some fab money left. Maybe you speculate and add some players off the waiver wire. But we have you covered there, of course, for fantasy football as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron88. And check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. Just posted an article today on a potential breakout wide receiver who is going like around wide receiver 25. Actually, I think in our contest, he's... Maybe going a little lower, but I think this guy is going to break out this year. So become a member today. Use the promo code RONUS50. That gets you 50% off your first two months, and it takes you to September 16th. So you basically get all the preseason draft coverage or preseason pro picks, and then you could sample us uh, week one of what we put out uh, during the regular season. And I'm pretty sure you're going to like it. You're going to love your draft. And you're going to want to stick around and join for good. If you trust in us, join now for a full year. I do have a special promo code that's limited. If you hit me up on Twitter at Adam Ronis, I'll hand you that promo code to get you uh, the year off, uh, some money off the year subscription. But uh, it's limited, so uh, I'll save it for uh, those that hit me up. Uh, but check out that article right now on a wide receiver breakout for this year uh, that I want in as many drafts as possible. Uh, Doc Roto has his Red vs. Blue online championship review. Sean Childs has his in-depth team profile. He's, he's gone through every single team. So you could check that out right now as well. Uh, and our draft kit is fire. You can click on it and see all the things that we have coming up. Again, our preseason pro picks, that's just worth the price alone because you get breakouts, sleepers, bounce back busts from myself, Dr. Roto, Sean Childs, and several high-stakes players with a lengthy track record, and uh, we've uncovered some really good gems over the last couple of years that have really been uh, difference makers in uh, helping teams win championships. So that will be out shortly. Probably in a couple of weeks, they'll start to roll out. 
uh, throughout the month of August. Uh, we got uh, in-depth team uh, player profiles. I've already done a ton of articles looking at Philip Lindsay, Dak Prescott. I've done some online championship reviews. We're going to continue to do the expert draft reviews. People like that as well. We'll have our breakout player of the year, our comeback player of the year, bust of the year. So there's a ton more content. Uh, my rankings should be out shortly. I know I've been getting questions on that. Uh, they have been submitted, just waiting for them to post. So they'll be out shortly as well. And I also did an article on a five late-round quarterbacks to target. So uh, become a member today. You also get access to some great minds. You can ask your questions on the message boards and forums anytime you want, and especially on Sunday morning when you have those tough start-sit. We'll be there all morning up until game time answering those questions. Uh, also head on over to playffwc.com. Jump in a draft today. Uh, you got a draft tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. Three spots to go. Draft and go best ball. 28 rounds, 75-second clock. Uh, we also have a 10.30 p.m. draft, a starter full-season league, 18 rounds, 90-second clock. That is 35 bucks to enter. Online championship Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, drafts every day leading up to the start of the season. They come out to the Palms in Vegas on um, the first weekend of the NFL season. I'll be out there. There's a beat Adam Ronis online championship league. You do have to be in Vegas, though, to be a part of it. Still have some spots remaining uh, my guy phil hartledge uh, who we had on yesterday he was in the red versus blue online championship he uh has already signed up uh he wants to make a donation to me i appreciate it phil now nah, phil's a good guy good player we had him on yesterday talking about his draft lots to get to today we'll talk some football a little baseball as well be joined by bill and right ffchamps.com at 3 40 p.m eastern he was number five in the fantasy pros draft Accuracy rankings for 2018. The staff of full-time fantasy was number 10. So that's why you want to be part of the group. Our rankings measure up very well against the rest of the industry. And we got a bunch of people playing in the high-stakes leagues and the industry leagues that have success. So come on over and join us today. Uh, there's been a story circulating today uh, about Rob Gronkowski. And the report is a source close to Rob Gronkowski puts his chances of playing at some point in 2019 at 40%. Now, we've seen Gronkowski re recently a picture, and he lost about uh, close to 20 pounds. Uh, and he obviously is not going to be there, I think, for camp or preseason. I, look, I thought Gronkowski made the wise decision to retire. There's no way he should have come back. He's been very responsible financially. Uh, he's, he's got a lot of money saved up. He's got a great personality. He can do so many things on TV, uh, WWE, which has been rumored about. But I will say this, and it happens with and, and, and athletes and anyone in an industry. If you do something you love for a long time and then you don't do it anymore, you miss it a little bit. So I could see Gronkowski in the middle of the year watching football and be like, you know what? I kind of miss it. I want to go back. I think the thing that players dread, and especially if you're a veteran, is training camp and the preseason, you know, the, in the heat, uh, practicing all the time. You know, as a veteran – you get tired of that. So I could see Gronkowski, you know, obviously sitting out preseason training camp and then during the season getting a little bit of an itch and say, you know what? Uh, there's been five, six weeks. Uh, let me come back now. And obviously for him, it's all about the playoffs and the Super Bowl. So, yeah, there might be some weeks to knock off for us, but that's what you have to take into account. Now, a lot of people in the Scott Fishbowl were drafting him. You know, they were drafting him around 18, 19, 20, the final rounds. It's a 22-round draft tight end premium. So you have 11 spots on your bench. But I don't think he's 
gonna play week one. It might if he does. If this indeed does happen, we're talking five, six, seven, and then what kind of shape is he in? Does he have to acclimate? I doubt this happens to start the year again. I think a big thing is he wants to miss training camp, but of course. This is going to become a big story. You're going to see a lot of people drafting Gronk in the final rounds. We'll talk more football. We'll take a look at some of the ADPs in the Fantasy Football World Championships. That's ahead. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here it is, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can find all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. Got a uh, article up on a breakout receiver. Use promo code RONIS50. Get two months for the price of one. Uh, we was talking about Rob Gronkowski in the previous segment. As there's been a report out here that there's a chance that Gronkowski plays this year. And... The report is 40%, a source close to Gronk. So I would not be surprised. Uh, again, I think that he should have retired, and I think he should stay retired just because he's already won Super Bowls. He's done well financially, and, you know, he's had so many injuries. He had back surgery. This goes back to college, the back to ACL, and, you know, he really should be enjoying your life, his life. He really should. Um, now, again, there's the element of the team, and obviously he had a lot of success there with New England. Probably loved playing with Brady and those guys and Edelman. So I'm sure there's an element where you're in a routine and you kind of miss it. You know, anyone that's an athlete, you have that competitive nature. It's not, look, money's important. Don't get me wrong. Money's important for everyone. Whoever says it's not is lying. Um, but you do want to do something that you enjoy in life. And if you play professional sports, most athletes love it there have been a couple i've seen that said they really didn't enjoy it and made the professional level which is amazing to me um but either way uh i guess there's a shot because i think it's just sitting there during the season watching it and you you get used to that routine and then you just feel like you know what i kind of want to be out there so i wouldn't be surprised now gronkowski's adp uh on in the fantasy football world champs right now is 255 uh, so he's gone in the last 10 drafts. He's been drafted twice at 224 and 234. Uh, I haven't considered him in my leagues yet, but I see why you would do it right now, especially with a last round pick. I mean, what do you have to lose at this point in the last round? Especially if your draft doesn't have waiver wire until, you know, right before the first week of the season. So, in our format, makes sense. So, yeah, you know what? You draft them in the last round, and you wait, see what happens at training camp, and maybe there's some news by then. My guess is there won't be, though. I just don't see it because I, the point for most veteran athletes most of the time is, and we saw it with Gates a couple years ago, they don't want to be at training camp, especially when you're older and you've been through it year after year, the grind. I mean – I'm sure most of you have played high school football. Man, I used to do two-a-days high school football in this heat in New York. Man, 
it's rough. And imagine professional athletes, too. So um, looking at the red versus blue online championship for the other night, he was not drafted. And that was a 20-round draft. Uh, but you look at some of the – okay, let's look at some of the players in the final round. Jennings, wide receiver for Seattle. Uh, Vikings defense. And in this draft, only seven defenses were drafted. Teams know that they have the opportunity before the season to go out and get a defense. And see, this is smart. This is why this is a sharp group. Now, know the league, the rules of your league. So in the FSGA, I was going to do that. It was a 14-team league with 16 rounds. So I wanted to know, do you have to draft a starting lineup? And they said yes. So you had to draft a kicker and a defense. So obviously I couldn't employ the strategy. But I will repeat this. And for those that listen constantly, you probably get tired of me saying it. But know the rules of your league. We play in so many different formats that sometimes you don't know. And you need to look at everything. I mean, even in our last hour when I was talking about that league where I'm becoming commissioner, I'm not, I, I forgot whether we rewarded total points as a playoff spot. And I need to make sure that happens this year. So this is a good time to go over the league rules, especially if you're joining a new league, and know it going in. You know, the more information you have at your disposal, the better you can strategize and take advantage. So I applaud the people in this room here for the online championship with the red versus blue that was on, on Friday. Only seven defenses were drafted. Kickers, only eight. That means several teams don't have one, and it makes sense. And Phil, who we had on yesterday, uh, he did that. He didn't draft the backup quarterback. He didn't draft the kicker. He didn't draft a defense. And you take shots. Maybe one of these guys pans out. I mean, they're not big names. Demarcus Robinson, uh, Ozigbo from New Orleans. What if there's an injury behind him in training camp? Maybe he goes into a bigger role. Now you have him on your roster. Deion Kane, Spencer Ware. So, yeah, you look at him and you go, oh, well, those guys, we're not going to do anything. Every year there's players that come out of nowhere. I mean, right last year at this time, no one was talking Philip Lindsay. He obviously had a really good training camp. And even, even in most drafts, he didn't go. And I, I swear, it was the last pick of the beat Adam Ronis line in Vegas online championship. I had the number one pick. We flew through that draft. And it was the last pick of the draft. And people were waiting on me because I was taking my time. Because I was trying to figure out Lindsay was on my was on my list. Only because I read reports of how good he looked in training camp. But I obviously was thinking it's going to be Royce Freeman. They drafted him. They're going to give him every shot. But Lindsey was on the list. Antonio Callaway, Beasley, like a bunch of guys. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's the last pick. Just make the pick. I was actually thinking about it because I'm trying to – I wanted to get that Phil Lindsey. Now, no one thought he was going to be like he was. And obviously, I saw him week one. I was like, oh, man, I should have taken Lindsey. But, you know, you can't kick yourself for that decision because we didn't know exactly what his role was going to be. But – that's what you want to do in that round, especially if you don't have to take a kicker or a defense, knowing that you have the waiver wire before week one. Take shots. I mean, would you rather have a defense? Now, if it turns out that defense plays like the Bears or Jaguars of years past, yeah, you'd rather have the defense. But we, we, we don't know that at this point. Uh, but we saw, you know, Richard Matthews going that round, Elijah McGuire, Chris Conley, Greg Olson, TJ Yeldon, Chris Moore from Baltimore, McLaurin from Washington, Cole Beasley from Buffalo, and all these guys might be nothing. They might amount to nothing. But they're on your roster now. Maybe the, but there's a possibility that there's an injury or two, and these guys move up the depth chart, or they impress in training camp and all of a sudden have a role. And now they're on your roster. You don't have to spend any fab. 
Whereas you know, especially as you read the draft room, once you see that the defenses aren't going, when you're around 18 and there's three defenses off the board, you go, okay, people aren't going to draft the defense. I'm going to do the same and play the matchups. And it happens every year, unless you get one of those top defenses that you just know are a plug-and-play every week, like the Bears last year. Go back and look at your rosters. You're picking up defenses late in the year. I know I did in a ton of leagues. So you can stream the defenses and the kickers, too, especially. Uh, I mean, it's just a very volatile position, and we know there's always a few kickers early in the year that kind of surprise that you can just go to waiver wire and pick up. So, again, the lesson here is just know the rules of your league. Ask these questions. People don't do it. They don't do it. They assume, oh, I have to have a full starting lineup. Always check, okay, when's the first waiver run? Do I need or am I required to draft a starting lineup? Uh, because it's very important. And I know in my home league, uh, we are not required. So you don't have to. Um, but And I usually do have a waiver wire run before the start of the season. So, But no one ever asked those questions. Now, maybe they look at the rules and see the dates. Most people don't. I know it. People just don't want to take the time to read. Everyone is in an age now where they don't want to sit and read anything extensive. And it's not like the rules are that lengthy. So just check them out, man. Uh, and, and, and Scott Fishbowl is an example of that. The scoring is way different, so I made sure to go look at it. And it's way different than most typical leagues. But you have to understand the scoring system, the setup, but especially pre-draft right now. Uh, if you are drafting now, as I've said this repeatedly, I want as many running back lottery tickets on my roster now in case something happens during training camp. Because most leagues, if you're drafting right around now, there's no waiver wire till the beginning of the season. You know how much is going to happen between now and the start of the season? So I'd rather have that running back lottery ticket like I did in the FSGA, Raquel Armstead. What if Leonard Fournette goes down? Something happens, Armstead gets a bigger role. Maybe he's not the primary back but he's going to have a role in that offense. Now I got him late in the draft for basically nothing. When we return, we're going to look at the impact of Melvin Gordon and his potential holdout. Where's he going in our drafts lately in the playoff FWC? Find out next here on Full-Time Fantasy. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports. And you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. It was funny because yesterday was a doubleheader at Coors Field. 
first game of the day, uh, 19 to 2, the Giants won. So well over the total. So for game two, the over under was 14 and a half. And the pitchers weren't as good in game two. Game one was Herman Marquez, who obviously has uh, not had the year people hope for. Course field, man. That's why it's tough to invest in a course field pitcher. I, I learned that with John Gray last year. Uh, Marquez, ERA over five, and Jeff Samarju pitched well. So that game was well over. And then it was what? Chi Chi Gonzalez uh, and Derek Rodriguez in game two. And the over under was 14 and a half. And I'm sure a lot of people just looking at the first game and knowing Coors Field said, yeah, they'll go over again. Pitchers are worst. It's Coors Field. Three runs scored in that game. So uh, that's why it's never easy. Uh, whenever you think it's easy, it's not. But uh, definitely enjoy sports betting. Glad that I'm in Jersey. Uh, I've been, I do a lot of NBA. I have been doing baseball. I had a three team parlay on Friday night. So. Definitely, we will help you out with sports wagering as well if you are into that. All right, let's take a look now at uh, Melvin Gordon because he came out last week and announced that he was going to hold out unless he got a new contract or gets traded. So what do you do with Melvin Gordon right now? Because Melvin Gordon for a time was going eh, fifth, sixth, seventh overall, pretty much in that range, maybe nine. Now we have some questions because is he going to hold out? Is this now he came out and said it publicly, but again, it does sound like, in my opinion, he wants to work this out. There's no animosity towards the Chargers. You know, everyone's going to point to Le'Veon Bell last year, and it's true. I don't think most people thought Bell was going to hold out the whole year. I know I didn't. I did not draft Bell in any leagues last year. I might have had him in a, a baseball draft like in June or July. But I know I didn't take him after that, so I didn't get burned by it. Obviously, people who did are going to be a little emotionally scarred and maybe not deal with this. But let's take a look at some of the data since this news broke. Uh, the online championship, Red vs. Blue. This was Friday night, so we already knew the Melvin Gordon news. He fell to 18th overall, 12th running back off the board. And after he went, there wasn't a running back taken until almost until 11 picks later when Leonard Fournette went as the 13th running back off the board. So you could see the drop-off. Now, my guess is Melvin Gordon doesn't hold out. It's a guess. Don't have any information. Just an inclination. I don't think that occurs. So if you have that mentality, you should probably draft him. But I was in a draft recently picking 12, and I did not take him. Again, there still is a little risk. Taking a middle second round kind of makes sense at this point when you see the drop off of running backs. So that team started Michael Thomas, Melvin Gordon, Damian Williams. So uh, on the board was Travis Kelsey, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton. So I, I can understand that. And a lot of it is taking a little bit of a risk. You get a discount on Melvin Gordon because generally he's been a first round pick in every single draft. And you can understand why. He's a big part of that Chargers offense. Uh, he's a good bet for double digit. He had 14 total touchdowns last year in 12 games. Remember, he missed games down the stretch. He was hurt. That's the factor, though, with Gordon, I think maybe not enough people bring up. You know, we're quick to say, oh, this guy is injury prone. He misses games. You know, everyone says that with Leonard Fournette. No, smaller sample. But Gordon's played 16 games one time in four seasons, and he's missed critical games for fantasy implications. 
but he's in a really good offense. Offensive line does have some question marks. Uh, but I thought Gordon looked great last year. You know, the first three years, he had less than four yards per carry. And why I argued for Gordon last year late in the first round was the volume. I'm like, yeah, I know he's not efficient, but he's going to get the volume in this offense, and it's really good. And he averaged over five yards per carry last year. He broke a ton of tackles. He just looked so good. And he's heavily involved in the passing game. So last year, he finally had that big year. Uh, I think – oh, no, I didn't have him in the – I thought I had him in a league last year that I won. It was Kamara who I had in the first round. I did have Gordon somewhere. You know what it was? I think it was a Scott Fishbowl. I didn't have a good year in that league last year. So I think that was the league where I took Gordon. Uh, but, yeah, he was definitely on my radar last year. So last 10 drafts in the Fantasy Football World Championships, Melvin Gordon, 9, 8, 6, 5, 7, 8, 9. And then since, with this news, 18, 15, 18. So he's starting to fall to the middle of the second round. And I think that's a fine spot to take the gamble. Because imagine he doesn't miss any time. Uh, you're going to be feeling really good about getting Melvin Gordon in the middle of the second round. So the thing is, though, I'm not sure if the Chargers are going to push to pay him. Because why should they? And... If you're Melvin Gordon, you need to get paid. You want to get that guaranteed money in case you go out there and get hurt. So it's going to be an interesting situation. And it really depends on the type of draft that you are. There's some people who are risk-averse, and they, they don't want any potential downside in the first few rounds. They want to build a solid base, and they'll take their shots later on. Others are going to take risks. They go, you know what? If he plays all 16 or misses a week or two, and you get him in the middle of the second round, that's a huge payoff. Because, again, you're taking a guy that was basically a first-round pick in every draft before this news, and now you're getting him in the middle of the second round. So it really comes down to the type of draft that you are, how much confidence you have. Now, the same guy who took Melvin Gordon in the online championship, Rebers Blue, he did take Austin Eckler in round eight as the 38th running back off the board. Now, if Gordon does sit out, I think it's going to be a split between Eckler and Jackson. Now, Eckler is the preferred pass catcher, and this being a PPR format probably shapes up as probably the the better play there. So you're probably going to take him, I think, in that, in that uh, scenario. So uh, very interesting there with Melvin Gordon and uh, what to do with him in a draft. And, you know, I try to speak on experience – uh, I haven't. I have to adjust my rankings with Gordon. I haven't moved him down yet, but I have to move him down slightly, uh, for sure, based on if I'm drafting right now. And this could easily change. And again, a lot of you have your drafts in August, and hopefully, we'll have some more news and more clarity on the situation by then. But uh, I think you are going to see him get pushed down the draft board. And what we've seen in recent is middle of the second round. Uh, for sure. Uh, again, nothing has really changed on Zeke based on the last couple of drafts because uh, there were a couple yesterday, and he really hasn't moved at all. Uh, the last few drafts, two, three, one, and three. So the furthest he has fallen in any draft uh, so far has been five uh, in that draft. Uh, so who was the – it was uh, – that draft had McCaffrey one, Barkley two, David Johnson three. Okay, so David Johnson – has gone as high as three. That is someone really 
buying into that Arizona offense, which you could see for sure. But uh, I would take Johnson as early as five. But, man, I could not take him over Alvin Kamara and Ezekiel Elliott. Is it possible that he outproduces them? Yeah, we saw it two years ago or three years ago when he had that big season. So it's certainly possible uh, with the change in offense there. But I just think uh, that I got to go Kamara and Zeke over him for now. Uh, I can't move Zeke down that far just yet. Again, we have not heard Elliott say anything publicly. This is just a report. But if you want to play it safe and, and move Zeke to four, I'm okay with that. Let's take a look at some baseball news. Uh, the Red Sox have uh, sent Ryan Brazier to AAA, and boy, it's been a really rough season for that bullpen. So we know that Nate Eovaldi is likely going to take over as the Red Sox closer. He's on a rehab assignment right now. And uh, we had did see Brandon Workman get the save yesterday. So uh, I did pick him up in a few leagues, but I think I dropped him in most. I know I have him in one 15-team league on the bench because you had to make your lineup for basically a week and a half before the All-Star break. So he was on my bench. Uh, Jalen Beeks has been called up from AAA. He is going to follow Ryan Stanek tonight against the Yankees. And Beeks has been good this year, 279 ERA, 51 strikeouts, 22 walks, and 61 in the third inning. So there definitely is value for Beeks. If he was dropped, I did hold on to him in several leagues. There is no structural damage in the shoulder of Zach Wheeler. Uh, a source tells Tim Keeley of Newsday, so it's right shoulder fatigue. Obviously, the timing is terrible. Uh, for both the Mets and Zach Wheeler owners in fantasy because he's been the topic of trade conversation, and Wheeler will definitely get a boost if he is traded anywhere and healthy because he's been really hurt by that Mets defense, and you got to think going to a possible contender will also just give him a, a big lift. Travis Darnot was the story in baseball last night. Three home runs, including a three-run homer of Aroldis Chapman in the top of the ninth as the Rays came back, and... I saw Darnold picked up in a lot of leagues this week, and I had bid on him. Uh, I had him, and then Matt Weeders. I lost out on all my Darnold uh, bids and wound up getting Weeders in a couple leagues. But Darnold has been hot. Uh, he's been thriving on a good Tampa team, playing first base tonight. So they haven't been playing him every day because you got to worry about the injury risk. But uh, if Darnold's available and you need a catcher, certainly you can look at him. Max Scherzer played catch in the outfield today. So it looks like there's a potential he might only miss the minimum. So we'll see because the Nationals are back in that playoff picture, playing a lot better, playing how I thought they would. I thought they would win the division this year, and uh, it was a terrible start, but they are playing a lot better. When we return, I'll be joined by Bill Enright, FFChamps.com, talking football with him here on Full-Time Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Joining me now, we had him on the show a lot last year. First time this year, it is Bill Enright from FFChamps.com. We got to congratulate Bill, who was fifth in the Fantasy Pros Accuracy Draft Ranking. It was 
revealed yesterday, full-time fantasy was 10th, and full-time fantasy was also second in the IDP rankings as well. But, Bill, another good finish for you. Congratulations. Thanks, Adam. It just proves that we have such a, a great team here at full-time, and we're doing really big things. And to have two people in the top 10, we were the only kind of uh, media company that, that did that. So our listeners and, and the members of the website, they're certainly getting the best type of advice from all of us at full-time. Definitely, and we put in a lot of work, and again, it's reflected in the numbers. A lot of people playing in the high-stakes leagues, winning in the industry, so covering all levels. So, uh, again, congratulations to Bill. I think two years ago, you were also in the top 10, correct? Uh, I was in the top 10 back-to-back years for in-season rankings. Right. Um, this, is, this was my first top 10 finish for draft rankings. Okay, got it, yeah. But, hey, the draft is... Uh, an important piece of the puzzle. Uh, people, where, how do you assess it when you look at the draft, waiver wire pickups, and lineup setting? Do you think it's kind of equal? Do you give more weight to one? How do you kind of assess that? I think people put a lot of emphasis on the draft, and rightfully so, because you have to have the right players in place to at least start building your foundation. The waiver wire is certainly a big, big component in the season. I mean, there's a lot of guys that emerge every year. You and I talk about it, Adam. These guys are going to emerge, and they're going to end up being league winners, and they're going to push teams to the playoffs. But but without a solid draft, it's really hard to even have waiver wire picks that, that help you kind of have a successful season and get that winning record. So I'm going to maybe take 35% of the draft, 35% waiver wire, that's 70, maybe 15% luck, 15% lineup uh, settings. To be honest, lineup settings, I mean, if you don't know who you should be starting, to me, you must have like a superstar roster in a six-team league if you're really making that many mistakes with your lineup each and every week. So I'm not going to give that much emphasis on, on lineup settings, but um, knowing who to play, knowing who to draft, picking the right guys up, that's all really, really crucial to having a successful fantasy season. Well, I have to disagree with you on one part. If there are subscribers to FullTimeFantasy.com and FFChamps.com, their lineup is deep, and they have tough decisions to make every week. So that's where well, the okay. lineup setting comes into play. <laughs> it's, you're, no, I'm not saying it's not, it's not uh, a crucial part. Listen, if you leave the wrong guys on the bench, then you're just shooting yourself in the foot. But if you don't have the right guys to begin with, then you're not even going to have that pro- – then it's not even going to be a problem. So, to me, that, that might be a good problem to have. Yes. And the draft and waiver wire help you get that problem, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does. Uh, and I always say this. Go back and look at your roster at the end of the year compared to what you drafted, and there's usually a lot of changes. Now, there have been a couple of drafts where I was fortunate to nail, but I went back and looked – because uh, we talked about it last week, the Fantasy Football World Championship. They did a beat out of Monosol Online League in Vegas, and I won right. that league. 12 of the 20 players I drafted were still on my roster. And one of them I, that I dropped was Cooper Cup, obviously. So, Ooh. yeah, I mean, you had to. He got hurt, unfortunately. Yeah, what are you um, going to do? But, yeah, I think even a lot – there's a lot of in-season management. I mean, look at the guys that we picked up down the stretch that helped. Damian Williams, Justin Jackson. Uh, Tyler uh, Boyd. Boy, well, Boyd was early in the year. Um, yeah, I mean, you're just talking oh, general waiver wire pick. Yeah. yeah, towards yeah. the end of the year. Got just like week 12, week 13. I mean, those were a couple of uh, crucial pickups that really helped out. 
for sure. And and that happens every year because once December rolls around, these guys have been playing for 12 weeks already. And, you know, the, the NFL players, they wear down. It's a brutal sport. It's a violent sport. Now the NFL wants to make it an 18-game schedule or 20-game schedule and have a mandatory two-week rest. It's, it's crazy. But, um, yes, you're right. The, the players that help out in the end of the year are certainly – what. that's why I always say my fab budget. People blow their fab budget, and I, I never understood that because – early in the season in September, yeah, it's great to have these these newcomers or these guys that are hot off the waiver wire that no one really expected, like maybe Philip Lindsay last year. Um, but then, you know, did you blow all your budget on Philip Lindsay in September and then you couldn't get Damian Williams in, in November or December? That, that probably was the case for a lot of people. Yeah, that's always an interesting argument because I hear a lot of people say, well, if you get that player that hits after week one or early in the season like Philip Lindsay, now you have him for the entire season. So I did get Lindsay in one league, but he did go for a high price, and I missed out on others, which kind of sucked. In that one league, I did get Lindsay. I won. But, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting argument because if you spent – you got to say, if you spent 40% of your budget on Lindsay, it was worth it. It was. Absolutely, but I'm trying to. You know what? It's so crazy to like think back of to last year. Yeah, we year can't remember. Tour. I know. We know. <laughs> we you have to go back and look at the league and be like, oh wait, this guy spent 25 percent of his budget. The guy was useless in two weeks. So there's right, that side to I'm, it. We're trying to think of someone, right? Probably a Cleveland am, receiver, Antonio Callaway, I'm, or Antonio Callaway. But Albert Wilson was one of them. Remember, he had that monster game, and then he got he injured his hip the following yeah. week. Yeah. Uh-huh. He had like 150 yards and two touchdowns. People blew their budget on him. And then he, you know, he went out and he injured his hip. He was gone for the rest of the season. So that happens. And, and Philip Lindsay, I think he, he's an exception. Um, it, more often than not, it's the players that don't pan out that people blow their budget oh, on. And, I got and a good one for you from a few years ago. Kevin Ogletree. See, and you know, Adam, you're you're a cowboy fan. Yes, and and, and he's a he's a Queens kid too. He went to Holy Cross High School in Queens, so I saw him play a little bit in high school because I covered high school sports back then. But yeah, okay. that was a, but yeah, that was a was a three touchdown game, and yeah. uh, and that was pretty much it. And, and you know, NFL teams do this too. Um, who's the Cowboys receiver from a couple years ago that had a monster season before Miles Austin came around? And then he went to the Jaguars and signed like a $42 million contract. Oh, my I goodness. I know who you're talking about. Oh, he had, he, had, he had one great year, and the Jaguars gave him this ridiculous contract. I want to say Lawrence, it, 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 Lawrence it, it, Robinson? Was yes, it? yes. Uh, I think that yeah. was him. Um, and they gave him a $42 million contract, and he had, he had one good season. It's just, you know, NFL teams are, are, are victims of this, too, and, and so are fantasy football managers. That is true. Talking to Bill Enright, FFChamps.com, finished number five according to Fantasy Pros for draft accuracy ranking. So definitely check out FFChamps.com. Now, the number one pick this year has been uh, kind of debated. I don't think there's a consensus. Looking at our Fantasy Football World Championship drafts, over the last 10, three different players have gone number one Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Ezekiel Elliott. I think you could even maybe sneak Alvin Kamara in there. You can make an argument for him. But if you had the number one pick today in a PPR format, who's your number one pick and why? Uh, Kamara is my number one pick this year. Um, there we I, go. I still, love, yeah, <laughs> I still love that Saints offense. Uh, I like the fact that Mark Ingram's gone. I think Kamara, 
they, you know, it's interesting. The Saints brought in Jared Cook, but outside of that, they didn't really do anything to help out Michael Thomas. So I do think Kamara can have over 80 catches again. Um, Latavius Murray, unlike Mark Ingram, is not a real threat to catch passes out, out of the backfield. Um, I love in that NFC South, I love their schedule this year. I, I always feel like, you know, the Bucks, Falcons, and Panthers, those games are always high-scoring games. Uh, so I would take Kamara first, and that's not necessarily a knock on Ezekiel Elliott or, or Saquon Barkley. But we know the Giants are not a very good team, and we know Zeke may be, end up holding out this year. So if I had a draft today, my pick would be Alvin Kamara. Very interesting. Not many people are saying that. I believe Sean Childs, uh, the last I saw, had him number one as well. So that is definitely not what we're seeing in drafts. He has gone as high as number three. So that means you probably want that three or four pick if you drafted today because his ADP has been a solid four in our fantasy football world championships. Actually, of the last 10 drafts, he's gone four, eight times, three in the other two. So that is uh, definitely uh, a good spot if you like him. Uh, to get him there, and you don't really need to take him number one. David Johnson, obviously coming off a disappointing year. People more optimistic about him because of the change in offense. Uh, how high would you take David Johnson this year? I think he's going right where he should be in that five, six, seven range. Um, when, when those top four, or whatever we want to call them, the fearsome four, you know, those top four guys, they're off the board. Then it's you know maybe DeAndre Hopkins. And then you see David Johnson go, or, or maybe some people are still drafting Todd Gurley. And then you see David Johnson or DeAndre Hopkins go. So right in that five, six, seven range, I have him projected for 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns this year. And I have him currently ranked as my sixth running back. Melvin Gordon, obviously, is a big topic right now. Said that he's going to hold out unless he gets traded or a new contract. And people are starting to push him down the draft boards. You know, he was generally going in the late first round of all our drafts. And over the last three, he's fallen to 18, 15, and 18. If you're drafting today, is that the spot where you take a shot on Gordon, middle of the second round? What's your gut feeling? I don't think he holds out, but again, it's just a gut feeling. I don't know. I'm guessing. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? And, and if you're drafting today, what do you do with Melvin Gordon? Gut feeling is he does not hold out. And it used to be the case where all these guys threatened their holdouts and maybe they wouldn't show up to camp. And I remember a couple of years ago on Hard Knocks when the Jets were featured and Darrell Reeves was holding out and then they had a big celebration to end the season when he, came, when he showed up to camp. And now that Le'Veon Bell kind of pulled the, you know, the rabbit out of the hat saying, hey, this can be done, and then you can go on to sign a big contract when you sit out an entire season – Maybe more players kind of go that route, and, and once one guy does it, now it won't be as shocking, and, and there's something to learn from the way Le'Veon Bell did it. So uh, my guess is that he, Melvin Gordon or Ezekiel Elliott will not hold out, but uh, that's just my guess. I think middle of the second round is uh, a steal for Melvin Gordon if he ends up playing. So that, that's one of those advantages of, of drafting now. If you do get him late in the second or in the middle of the second, and all of a sudden, he's there the second week of training camp. You got probably the biggest deal of your draft to start the year. Definitely mentioned that before. A lot of it comes down to the way you draft. Some people are risk-averse. They don't want to take the shot. They'll pass. Others are willing to take that on, and they could be rewarded in a big way. How about Todd Gurley right now? He's a polarizing player. I feel there are people who say, I'm not worried. If he's going to fall to the second round, I'll take him. Others are saying... He's not on my draft board. I just don't want to take that risk. Where do you stand on Todd Gurley? 
I, I don't understand those people that say he's not on my draft board. I mean, he's he if he falls through in the fourth round, you're not going to take him. I don't. Get well, he's don't... well, he's not going to fall to the fourth round. Okay, say so they're probably saying they won't take him in the first two rounds because they figure he's not going to last. So then you draft Daryl Henderson. I don't, I don't know what the big deal is there. I mean, Gurley had had like 19 or 20 touchdowns last year. He was an MVP candidate, even better than the season that he lost out to Tom Brady. And if he didn't get hurt at the end of the year, I think he would have given Patrick Mahomes a good run for his money because of how good the Rams were and because their offense runs through him. Uh, they did lose two offensive linemen. That's always a concern. But to me, Todd Gurley is still one of the best running backs in the NFL. And if you're worried about him breaking down at the end of the season, then make sure you handcuff your stud, and then you won't have to worry about it. Are the Rams going to reduce his workload so much that he's going to fall outside the running back one territory, and you're trusting Dalvin Cook more than him? I, I don't understand. I, I can't get behind that. All right. Well, that is Bill Enright. You can find him ffchamps.com. Bill, thanks for the time. We will definitely talk again soon. Absolutely, Adam. Appreciate you having me. No problem. Again, Bill Enright, check him out, ffchamps.com, number five ranker for Fantasy Pros. We'll return. We'll go over some baseball news. Wrap it up here on Full-Time Fantasy. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don't forget, check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get two months for the price of one. And check out my must-have breakout wide receiver candidate up on the site right now. And head on over to playffwc.com. Get in a draft tonight. Three spots left for a draft and go best ball draft. Kicking off at 9 p.m. Eastern Tuesday night. We also have a starter full-season league. 35 bucks to enter. That's at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, our online championship. Our next one is Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Some baseball news. Gene Segar not in the lineup today for the Phillies. He suffered a left heel injury yesterday, running out a grounder. He is considered day-to-day. Scott Kingery will get the start at shortstop today. Tough assignment against Walker Buehler, who has been pitching very well. The Indians sent down Bobby Bradley to AAA, called up a few weeks ago. And he has really struggled, hitting 178 and 45 at-bats, an OPS of 600. So he does have some power, but uh, not getting it done. Zach Plesak gets the call up. Got off to a good start this year, but has struggled a little bit over his last couple of matchups. But he does have a very favorable matchup against Detroit. But uh, Plesak not. He doesn't have the greatest stuff. So uh, he is, though, pitching tonight against the Tigers. Bryce Wilson gets the call up from AAA for the Braves. He will be on the mound today against the Brewers. So uh, you can see that uh, as a full night of baseball. No day baseball going on today. It's all night games uh, in the MLB slate. Uh, it's 10 games yesterday in baseball. And again, Travis Darno was the big story. If you need help at catcher, you should go get him. He's probably still sitting out there on a lot of waiver wires. 
if it's first come first serve, I got to think a lot of people picked him up today. Also, Wilson Contreras placed on the injured list. Worst thing on Monday after lineup lock, your player gets put on the injured list. So Contreras stuck in your lineup for the week, at least for me. So they're being cautious here. MRI said a strain of the arc muscle in his right foot. That's why they made the trade for Martin Maldonado as insurance. Got to think Maldonado and Victor Caratini probably split. Maldonado, the better defender. Caratini, a pretty good bat uh, there for the Cubs. So we'll see how that plays out for them. And Mike Trout, day-to-day, MRI revealed a small strain in his right cap. There is a possibility that he could be in the lineup tonight. That wraps it up here. Check me out, FullTimeFantasy.com. I'll be back Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.